This is the Championship Clubs Podcast, the show that shines a light on English rugby's second flight. Join us every fortnight and check us out on the socials at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Hello everyone and welcome to the final Championship Clubs Podcast for 2022. Lots to get through today as always with me, your host Ross Hancock, including a look back at a weather-affected round 10 in the Championship and ahead to round 11, which is headlined by a Titanic top-of-the-table clash. First of all, we welcome two pod debutants in the absence of Gully and Charlie Becker. A familiar face and voice to us at the Champ Club podcast and in the Championship, so our pod producer and Bedford Blues media manager, Ryan Robinson. Ryan, does this count as a debut, mate? You're usually quite silent, smirking away on our Zooms, but we can hear from you today. Yeah, I think so. I think I was actually ready to talk two weeks ago. There was a couple of funny lines I was ready to say, but it didn't really work out um, with you and Charlie sort of talking about everything else. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be this side of the camera. Hopefully um, people don't get too bored by my really boring stats that I'm sure we'll be going through for the uh, the rest of this episode. Brilliant stuff, mate. Good to have you on. And next up, another man that's obviously well known in the Championship, not just for his rugby exploits, but the fine work of Zeon. It's Will Biggs. Will, welcome onto the show, mate. How are you? Can we just clarify that Will's uh, first name is actually affectionately known around the championship as, you know, his name is Elon Biggs. Can we just clarify that first, please? Well, I know you I know you boys have worked together before and I was hoping it wasn't going to turn, turn into this. But you, you, you explain that one if you want, Ryan and, and, and Will. Go for it. Yeah, I think, I think you just started off in the, in the gym, to be honest. It's all good chat sort of where it starts. I think Daisy, Wolfie... Uh... <laughs> Back at Bedford, uh, yeah, was discussing uh, the, the business that I've sort of running and sort of some chat between Elon and uh, Jeff Bezos at the time and who I prefer and all that. And then if one thing led to another, next, next sort of night out social, Elon Biggs gets shouted out and it's sort of stuck. Um, so, yeah, it's a, not a bad nickname, I suppose, but of recent events, who knows? I, I, I'll take it, I suppose. Love that, mate. We'll talk a little bit more about the, the business entrepreneurial side of you in a minute, but we'll start on Kov. Um, headline performance, I guess, probably outside of the big two in the champ this season, sitting pr- pretty in third, vastly improved from last season. You joined in the summer. How are things going at the club? Yeah, to be honest, really enjoying it. Um, really enjoying my time at, at Bedford um, in my pre- previous year, but was lucky enough to sign with Coventry uh, for the 2022-23 season. And yeah, it's a fairly young squad, full of ambition. You know, the competition within the team is very, very strong, uh, but we're improving week on week. There's a lot of new faces. Um, so we're all getting to know each other on and off the pitch and things are starting to click a bit better. Um, and yeah, one more fixture uh, this year against Nottingham Boxing Day. And if we get the W there, I'd say it's been a pretty good block and a pretty good start to this season's campaign. I agree with that. We'll, we'll preview round 11 in a minute, but... We always ask current players, you know, their take on the lay of the land in this league, especially with everything that's going on in the press at the moment. Your CEO, Cobb, Johnson's been pretty vocal about it. Not to get you in trouble or anything here, but what's your take on it? Not, not from a Cobb perspective, from a from an Elon Biggs perspective. No, you know, first, first of all, it's like as a player, you sort of keep out of these situations, be diplomatic here. Uh, you just think, you know, week on week on the team performance, who you're playing, the training, and all this sort of chat sort of happens on the outside. Uh, firstly, it's obviously been like a very difficult season for Worcester Wasps fans. And, um, you know, we did welcome, you know, these fans uh, to the Bus Park Arena during that difficult time. And we also welcome players, Doddy and Chudders have come from Worcester. Uh, Coach Ed Robinson's come from Wasps, both all, all great additions to the team. Uh, but there's, you know, there's no beating around the bush commercially. There are a lot of implications that would be happening for surrounding clubs if the, all the speculation is true. Um but, you know, clubs in the championship like Coventry had to adjust quite heavily, you know, during that time, their business model had to change in order to survive. And I, I don't think that really gets rewarded enough. 
uh, you know, a lot of clubs had to change the way they operate and, you know, a lot of cuts, a lot of, you know, different things happened. The gate was cut short, the funding got cut short. And, you know, again, it's, I don't think it gets enough gets said for clubs in the championship for doing well. Um, you know, cause it has been a very difficult couple of years for businesses, but all in all, as I said, it's all speculation. Nothing has been confirmed, but from a player perspective, it'd be a very good derby to be involved in. Um, you know, but yeah, as Nick said, that you know, it's quite disappointing the things that you, you sort of hear um externally, but you know, as a player, you just look forward and sort of see all the challenges on the pitch. Yeah, you speak about that that derby there with with wasps potentially and, and what that would do in terms of you know a big crowd and revenue and getting generating interest in the league. And you know, we remain to see whether it's going to be that sort of hybrid cup competition, if it's going to be that two leagues of ten, if there's going to be more funding, TV, that kind of stuff. We've seen a few uh, free-to-air games there's one this weekend a, a big game there and a, a lot of interest we'll talk about that in a moment but you say that about being a player in terms of um somebody that's involved in it as a player we'll talk about your business in a minute but that that could work twofold for someone like yourself couldn't it yeah like um 100 100 like we had wasps on our platform prior for them going under uh but yeah, there's other clubs in the area like Mosley, who I was involved with as well in my uh, younger years playing rugby and had a great time there. You know, it's only a stone throw away from Mosley itself. You've got Barkers, you've got other clubs in the local area. And, you know, you've got that catch 20 where, you know, where, is it going to draw fans away from the match day? Or, you know, Wasp's going to be doing a lot of community work. I know for a fact, obviously, Coventry do. We, you know, we do a lot of coaching in the local area. We go to schools. We, you know, we invite a lot of um, clubs to watch the games and, you know, we do a lot in that area and hopefully if there's a synergy where two teams can work together, that, that would be great. But again, there's a lot of commercial implications that are bound to have a, an effect on sponsors and uh, so on and so forth. But, you know, that's all to iron out. And again, it's all speculation at the moment, but I'm sure things will unfold in the coming weeks by the sounds of it. Yeah. We spoke about it a little bit, you know, earlier on there it is we'd be remiss of us not to, not to give you a plug. So part of the reason why we've gone, you got you on, of course, our listeners won't be able to see you. He's got his Z on t-shirt on. His Zoom screen name is Zeon. Let's talk about it. You're, of course, the creator of the fantastic Zeon platform, which brings superb content to life for match day programmes, among other things. We use it at Pirates. Uh, lots of other champ clubs and premiership clubs do. We love it. It's going really well for you, mate, by the look of it. How did it all come about? Yeah, so it started a few years back when I was at the University of Hartbury. Um, it was in my final year, um, sort of doing my dissertation, and then sort of had a sort of brainstorm idea that there's a lack of content at match days, which is very interactive is all very much old school media hard copy programs uh, I, don't know, I don't know brian might have something to say with this i don't want to bring him in too much but obviously been trying to get him on our platform for a while to, to join the new sort of uh Zeon feature which i'll go into in a second but we sort of saw a trend where a lot of printed media was going to waste around grounds and was it really being read were the sponsors getting enough from it you know was there much information regarding the players and the interactiveness seeing stats and data from the games so we had the idea of a creating an interactive web page as a such where fans can scan QR codes going into the fixture, understanding a bit about what's going on, the news, the players, and again, highlighting the sponsors and commercial outputs of that club as well. Um, much, much cheaper than designing a PDF and a program and printing hundreds, if not thousands of programs. 
um, and providing a very cost-effective way in order to connect to your fan base, not only at the game, but also for fans away um, who are unable to get to the stadium. So you're connecting with your worldwide fan base. So, um, yeah, it's been going quite well, working with multiple clubs from premiership to grassroots, multiple sports as well. So, yeah, it's just, uh, just trying to grow the as much as possible away from rugby. Yeah, well, we love it, mate. It's it's a real quality uh, quality piece of kit, and you know we're, we're glad to see you doing well. Obviously, and part of someone in the in the league, and hopefully it continues to continues to grow for you. Where can we where can we find it? Where can people come and have a look at your stuff? Yeah, so zeon.co.uk. I said W E O N. Um, yeah, have a look. You can see all the interactive programs on there. You can see content from the likes of Cornish Pirates, uh, Coventry, Gloucester Rugby. Uh, you've got Saint Helens coming on board for the rugby league season as well as well as clubs across seas and the MLR as well in the, in the new year. So, yeah, it's growing quite nicely. Um, and if you need any information for your club, feel free to get in touch. Uh, will at zeon.co.uk and we'll, we'll go from there and try and help you out. It's a great plug. Absolutely great plug. Right. This is this is the Norse pod, though. Um, this is the review preview pod. We're going to get on to some rugby now. Uh, last weekend, obviously, two fixtures, both of you involved in those and Ryan, we're going to different voice now. I'm afraid your, your debut is going to be soured a little bit. We're going to have to talk about a tough afternoon for Blues in Jersey. It's difficult, wasn't it? Yeah, look, and um, Jersey obviously knew coming into the game that Elian's game was called off. That that sort of news broke just as we um, got there with all the kit and stuff. And you could see they were really, really up for it. They were up for it anyway, obviously. But they knew they could go top the league and make a statement, go into Elian on Christmas Eve and all that kind of stuff. They could put a marker down and say to Elian, well, we're now coming to you as the table toppers rather than you hosting us. And look, it's probably fair to say that they're two different styles of rugby um, and some of the things that maybe Bedford have struggled with this season, Jersey are very good at. And um, yeah, in the first 10 minutes when they score two driving moors, you know it's going to be a tough afternoon. And they were just very good, very clinical. Um, and unfortunately, we just didn't perform as we would have liked. Um, Will, back to you for a moment. Slightly better fortunes for, for your team. Colby recorded another thumping victory at home at the, uh, the BPA. Yeah, it was um, yeah good last game at the BPA for this year. Um, yeah, the lads did really well. Um, Richmond rocked up and, yeah, was surprised to see the game still going on. Um, although it was an all-weather pitch, it was still fairly, fairly hard. Um, but no, it was all very good. The lads did well, threw the ball around, pleased the supporters, um, talk about the competition, you know, strengthened them on the bench as well, coming in on finishing it off in the last half. Uh, all in all, good victory, got the bonus point and on to the next game. On to the next game indeed and on to a very juicy round 11. We're going to run through the fixtures and uh, and get you, you two guys your views on the game, uh, my view on one of our games as well. And we'll obviously start with the big one. So just running through round 11, it's Harbury Pirates on, the, on Friday, the 23rd at, at the Alpass. Christmas Eve, there's Ealing and Jersey, say no more. We'll come on to that in a moment. And Doncaster Coldy, first uh, first league league fixture between those two sides of Castle Park. Boxing Day, a sellout at Goldington Road between Bedford and Ampdale. Ryan, Ryan's smiling away there. Job well done from the media man. Uh, and Notskov, see you involved there, Will, at Lady Bay. And on New Year's Eve, it's the, uh, it's the, it's the rag derby, it's Richmond and Scottish. So we can only start one place, lads, can't we? You know, we've all got our involvement in clubs in the in the championship, but a game that's going to have a lot of interest to to people, not just in the championship, but sort of English rugby full stop is is Ealing and Jersey. That's going to be an absolutely massive game, and it's it's free to air on the rugby union uh, rugby football union channels, I believe. 
Yeah, I mean, as you say with that live stream, first of all, for, for this week, because the games are so separated from Christmas Eve, which is on a Saturday, to New Year's Eve the following Sunday. So we've got eight days to showcase Championship Rugby. And there's not too much Prem on, I don't think. I think Leicester are playing Gloucester in that first part of the Ed Slater Cup on Christmas Eve. But apart from that, there's no Premiership window, so to speak. And during that, during this showcase of Championship Rugby, you've got a free live stream between the top two unbeaten sides and a sellout of Goldenton Road and various other derbies. Of course, everyone's going to be looking first first at that Christmas Eve. I think it's a bit strange. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff because I'm sort of in my head thinking, well, I'm, I'm still going to be preparing for Boxing Day on Christmas Eve and team news for Boxing Day goes out at 12 o'clock. So I might not be able to watch it. Whereas if it was a three o'clock game, maybe it would have had a great audience. But I'm guessing with jerseys, um, flights and stuff, it's going to be different. But yeah, it's going to be a, a real big game. Elin will think that they've got one up on Jersey from the Champ Cup game, but Jersey will come there confident. They're now the first the first team to win 10 games um, to start a season for a little while. Um, so they're going to be wanting to prove a point and carry on their their record. The only caveat would be that Jersey's record in these festive fixtures is not great. They've only won once since 2014 um, and suffered some really weird uh, losses in that time. I, I, I really like reading into all that psychological stuff. Um, I'm sure Harvey Bullsrum won't be using that as his team talk. Um, so there's 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 loads of different ways to look at it, but hopefully because it's going to be in, be in front of a, a live audience for free, all we want to see is a great game, really, because we this is one of this is the second of our or third maybe of our ten chances to showcase Championship Rugby, and hopefully we see a cracker. Well, what are your thoughts on the game, mate? Yeah, personally, I'm quite looking forward to an early kickoff as a, a viewer. You know, get get the game in at midday, uh, watch it, and then, you know, gives the chance to festivities to crack on after that, you know, with family coming around and whatnot. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. And I think Jersey will have a, a good chance, like any team would. Um, like, you know, last year being involved, obviously Bedford got the win at Ealing last year. So it is, it is doable. Um, I, I don't think Jersey should say it's not. I, I, I think it's going to be a really good game, a really good spectacle. And I think the promotion surrounding the event, um, you know, hopefully they push it a fair bit because I think it's going to, you know, back up it's just what, you know, people are saying it being the top two teams of championship, especially what's going on around between the two leagues this year. It's going to be a good showcase to what the standard of rugby is like in this league. Um, you can read the match day programme on Xeon, of course. So, you know, another plug there for you. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. And I, I'm really looking forward to watching it. And Boxing Day for both of you chaps will uh, give you a little uh, opportunity to not do the team talk for the opposition. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't do that anyway, especially not you, Ryan, in a big derby against Amdil. Yeah, I'll be playing very much with a straight bat on this one. Look, you know, the two sort of, I know I'm going to get very stat heavy, but the two key stats so far about Championship Rugby this season, the average points scored per game is 54 and the average tries per game is eight. If you offered me that now in front of, you know, we get average crowds of two and a half thousand. So we've got two and a half thousand that are not day trippers because I'm sure everyone's been to Goldenton Road before. But certainly we've got a captive audience inside the ground. And all I want to see is for them to just have a great day, you know, and that's both on and off the field. Just have a great day with us at Goldenton Road because we've got eight home games to come in 2023. And we want to get more sellout um, fixtures. You know, we're still a bit worried because... We're not sure if there's a glitch in our ticket system or whatever, but yeah, to sell out two weeks in, in advance is, is an unbelievable achievement at this level, I think. Um, and yeah, we are just a bit worried that certain tickets have been take, taken off our system and things like like that. But I'm sure it's not, you know, it's going to be a great occasion. Um, and 
you know, we'll be going back to yesteryear. Will was obviously involved last year. He can probably tell us what he thought about it from a playing perspective. Um, but that was only four and a half thousand because of different COVID regs. We're going to be closer towards 5K this time and back to those games, which, you know, we have played Ampton on Boxing Day before in 2018 and 2019. But Will, what did you make of it last year from a playing perspective? Yeah, um, it was great. Like the, the atmosphere course, Goldenson Road, it was, is a, it's a special place in the championship. I think everyone can agree that. I think in terms of going away and playing there, which I've been on both sides now, um, you know, it's definitely, I think it holds a lot of stead in the league. Like it's a very traditional rugby club with good values. And um, yeah, the support base is very vocal. It's a good ground. It's a good location. And yeah, it's very nice to play under the lights there um, in such a big occasion, especially on a Boxing Day fixture. So yeah, especially if it being a local derby this year, I think that's going to obviously add extra spice to have Bill come in. Um, so yeah, yeah, I expect the lads are very much looking forward to that one. Very diplomatically done, Ryan. Focus, focus purely on the media marketing and the attendance, and talk nothing about the rugby. Let it, let it talk for itself on Boxing Day. Well done, yeah. Gareth will be very happy. Um, on to on to Nottingham and, and Cobb. Uh, obviously, you're going to be involved, hopefully there. Will at Lady Bay. I think that's a, on paper that looks like a cracking game. Not so much, a much improved like yourselves this season, and you know they've been making it tougher at Lady Bay for the likes of Ealing, the likes of Jersey. Yeah, 100%. I think Nottingham have improved or, you know, certainly got a good sort of streak at the moment. They're playing very well, got a good squad. Um, and yeah, Lady Bay is a tough place to go. It was a hard place to go last year, especially um, with the weather conditions, etc. But no, I think a Boxing Day up there, uh, hopefully a good attendance as usual. And it will be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I know that the lads are very much looking forward to it. It's a great opportunity to play on Boxing Day for one. Obviously, you missed out on all the festivities. But at the same time, you get to sort of showcase what you've got that the lads have been working on for the last six months. Uh, and, you know, in, in terms of normally it's a bigger audience. Um, and again, like I sort of mentioned at the start of the pod, like we've had a fairly good start to 2023 or 2022, sorry. And I we're looking at ways on improving all the time. But I think we could all say that it'd be a very good block, uh, you know, for getting Hartbury um, if we were to get the W uh, at the end of the, end of the week. You talk about Harbury there. I've obviously got to make sure I, I cover off our game. We're, we're travelling up there on the, on Friday the 20, 23rd uh, to kick, kick start the weekend. Frustrated um, that we didn't get to play against Doncaster, um, and that would have been coming off the back of a, a pretty disappointing afternoon at Coldy um, in horrendous conditions. It must be said in the snow. We're very lucky for that game to to go ahead, and the other game not to not to be played. So, yeah, 14, 14 nil up, I believe, and, and let it slip. And you know, we are we've had a, a mixed start to the season, and we're we're finding our way with a new squad. So, uh, and then you look at you look at Harbury, and they they put together a, a fantastic victory against you guys at, at Cov, uh, you know, the Alpes last time out. So very, very much aware that they're a dangerous side. I think a lot of times when you preview a game, you try not to look back in the past at, at previous results, but that is actually something we've tapped into uh, this week in, in the prep is that we, we got found out there last year and that hurt because, you know, we were expect we was in that, that title race. We'll speak about that um, later on in some of the moments in 2022, but you know, if we look back retrospectively, if we'd not got, we took no points from that game. They gave us a right good thumping, and that's you know we've worn that regardless of the of the of the title chase that we were in. We we really didn't give a good account of ourselves that day. And although we've we've changed the squad, I think the boys are going to be fired up for that on Friday and and try and you know send themselves into a, a good good bit of a Christmas break before potentially a rearranged game. So looking forward to seeing how the boys are, are going to go. Um, it could be an entertaining game if it, if it's tried there on Friday night. And obviously the last two the last two we've got another derby on New Year's Eve. We've got Richmond and Scottish at the rag. That could be interesting. I know Richmond have uh, they picked up some 
okay results. They probably struggled a little bit as well. Scott's still at the foot of the table. But they're, they're starting to show some promise now. They, they picked up that win at home to Coldy and they, they very nearly beat Doncaster at Castle Park. Yeah, and Scottish will know, will have the benefit of knowing what the sides around them have done, i.e. what Coldy have done and what Amptill have done against us as well, because they're the two sides that they'll be targeting. I think it's six and eight points that separate those two clubs from Scottish. So Scottish will know that it could be a bit make, make or break. If those gaps are 13 and 15 going into the game, that's quite a lot of points to make up. But if it's only eight and you've got a game in hand and you can cut it to four, there's so many different um, parts to that for Scottish. But yeah, you, you are right. Like, you know, we were very accepting that London Scottish were better than us on that day. They played really, really well. We didn't turn up in that opening game of the Championship Cup. And even when they came here to Golden Road in the league, they showed signs of promise. And it's kind of what Gully's been saying in all these podcasts. The longer the season goes on, the more chance they'll have of gelling with all the Quinns boys that they've got in. Um, and they'll be confident. They will, if, I'm not sure which team is classified as the home team on New Year's Eve, but it'll definitely be a game, a game they're targeting because they've still got some really tough places to go for the second half of the season. So when they can pick up these these points, they'll be desperate to get them. And we're looking on the on the flip side of that in that sort of bottom of the table race because they're obviously still once we find out you know where this league or how this league's going to look, there could be some implications at the bottom. So obviously Doncaster against Coldy at Castle Park that that could have massive implications if, for instance, Scottish man- manage to get that win. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think Doncaster. You know, I think a few of the lads up there had a few chats uh, along the way, and I know that when we played them a few weeks back, they were quite disappointed on that result and you know they've got a really good team really good squad and I feel like you know they'll be fully up for that game um you know that is again going back to the festive period there's a lot of a lot of fans expected to be through the gate it's a big spectacle the lads will be ready for that and I assume that Doncaster will do the job but you can never write out Coldy because they have the ability to pull over a result or at least pick up a few points here and there and uh yeah it'll be a really interesting spectacle up there that's for sure Good stuff, lads. We're going to finish off there in a, in a moment. I'm going to ask you both for your moment of 2022 uh, and, and hopes for 2023. Uh, but I'm going to quickly just get in there first. I just think for me personally, uh, I spoke about it a minute ago when I previewed our game. The moment of 2022 for me was the was that title race at the end of last season. Obviously, we were involved with it. Four teams hammering it out, you know, all within touch and distance of each other every week, looking how other teams are getting on. All genuine and realistic ambitions of winning the, the title. You know, Jersey, Donny, but an amazing run together after Christmas, after a couple of early defeats and obviously, you know, eventual winners and, and standard bearers for the league Ealing, um, which t- it sort of ties me into both, I guess, because I just felt it was such a massive shame and a massive opportunity missed um, that the coverage and the exposure that this league deserved uh, for the quality that was on show was, was you know, v- vacant. It wasn't there. Um, so I guess in 2023, what I really would like to see um, is well, first of all, is to know where we stand uh, as part of the restructure for rugby in this country. Uh, I really personally like the idea of this hybrid Prem Championship Cup, the gates, the revenue that will bring in for the clubs, the exposure for the players that are slogging it out week in, week out, and you know, much better than they're given credit for. I think sometimes, and I, li- I like the thought of the two tiers of ten that have to obviously keep everybody happy. There's there's going to be some interesting conversations around that, but hopefully we can we can reach a solution that does work for everybody. Uh, and, and the clubs are properly funded. There's 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 championship rugby on TV, uh, and and hopefully as many eyes as possible on both competitions. So 
that's 2022 for me wrapped up and and you know looking ahead to 2023 ryan i'll come to you first what, what's your your hopes and, and your thoughts from last year yeah i mean firstly can i can i have two moments of 2022 first ryan on debut you can have whatever you want mate thanks very much um well it's kind of they they both are rugby the first one is obviously will hinted to it earlier winning away at Ealing, becoming the first side to win away there for three and a half years you know it was it was good for a lot of reasons because we played really, really well. You know, and what maybe most of the listeners won't know, because I don't think we we announced it from a club perspective at the time. I, I was stood pitch side filming a bit of the warm up. The boys were coming off the field and and Rich Lane turned to me and went, God, that was rubbish. Like and the boys like kind of went into the dressing room thinking we're going to get hammered today because that warm up was rubbish. We didn't fire any shots. We dropped the ball and all that kind of stuff. Then all of a sudden we come out, we go seven nil down early as well. And I was thinking boys heads will drop here and we hadn't won um up to that point in 2022 lost four games including against Amptill in the Battle of Bedfordshire so it was kind of like we were just like desperate and then we scored one try out and nothing it was a brilliant move and then we just took off and I, I don't think anyone expected it certainly the night before we had a quiz night loads of fans were telling me oh it's going to be 80 it's going to be 90 it's going to be 100 and it was just, it was it was just it's just amazing and you know fair dues to Ealing because they took it well as well they left their scoreboard up for ages which you know when we lose at Golden Road I switch it off immediately full-time whistle goes right scoreboard gone we don't want any of this sort of stuff going on so that was obviously a huge moment um but then also for me like looking at nostalgia and when I was Growing up, you know, rugby wasn't my huge sport, but certainly one thing that was was obviously the Welsh international team and Mike getting his five his five hundredth game. Um, Will can probably clarify that I get very passionate on match day, and I probably have put a few tweets out which he didn't like when he's like overthrown a line out and things like that. Um, I do get quite passionate about it, and we were losing at half time in Mike's five hundredth game. Like all the service he given to this club as a player, as well, and I was sat there thinking. Oh, boys, please don't lose this game. Like, please don't lose this game. You can lose any other game. Just don't lose this. Like, do it for Mike kind of thing. And we're losing at half time to Scottish away. And I think we come out and won the second half 38-0. And it was just like a nice weight off my shoulders to think, right, well done, boys. You've given Mike the day that he deserved for all the service he's given to, to this club. And that second half basically epitomised what Mike's rugby um, vision is at Bedford. We, you know, rip them apart, score from it anywhere. Um, so those are my two big moments, just so that Mike had the day that, yeah, he fully, fully deserves. And what about your hopes for 2023? Well, I think we've still got seven streams to go. There's going to be some quite good games. You know, all we want is promotion. That's the whole point we started this Championship Club podcast and why we look at all the stats and all that to try and promote this league. You know, the boys deserve it. That's kind of what I always give myself as the mentality for our media strategy. Obviously, we try and preview games and all that kind of stuff. But it's to give them the credit that they deserve because they're no worse or better than players higher or lower. It's just about that sort of branding and exposure point point of view. So just to, to keep, you know, as we say uh, between ourselves in, in, in the group, fighting the good fight and you know just making sure that everyone knows that this league is viable and you can have some unbelievable days as i'm sure we'll see over the next week or so and will obviously your your hopes i can imagine will it include z on skyrocketing and every everybody in the everybody in the land using it but sort of a, more of a rugby sense what, what do you look back on fondly from from 2022 and, and looking forward to ahead in 2023 yeah, probably a standout moment for myself was making 
my commentary debut, um, champ debut. And it was probably what well, it was against Bedford. So that was quite a nice moment uh, in terms of I've got a good life, uh, a good amount of lifelong friends at Bedford now. I've only been there for a season, but still talk to them every week. And it was quite a nice moment for myself playing against some mates, you know, playing with some new friends as well. Uh, also getting the W and seeing Ryan afterwards <laughs> and getting animated. Um, but no, it was it was a, it was a good moment for myself on that personal note, and um, it's been you know a fairly positive twenty twenty two on that regards. And then in terms of going forward in twenty twenty three, yeah, of course to grow Zion, um, keep skyrocketing it forward uh we've got the mlr kicking off soon uh rugby league and we've got some other exciting projects happening on the horizon thanks for that boys thanks producer ryan on debut and to will biggs also on debut too make sure you check zeon out cheers lads make sure you check out a bonus pod coming your way with mike casey and saracen's robin hislop former doncaster knight merry christmas and happy new year to all the listeners that was the Championship Clubs podcast. Be sure to come back in a fortnight's time and follow us on social media at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter.